Celine Osuku is a leader for disability rights and women's rights in Nigeria. Developing kyphosis as a child and a survivor of civil war, Celine has surmounted enormous lifelong challenges to establish the Divine Foundation for Disabled Persons. Through her foundation, she works tirelessly to eradicate the stigma of disabilities, community mobilization, advocacy campaigns, radio programs, and political organizing that has reached millions. Her foundation also provides direct support to thousands of vulnerable persons in Nigeria with disabilities, with a particular focus on women to strengthen their self-worth and self-sufficiency. Her vision is a world that stops treating people with disabilities as objects of charity, a world where persons with disabilities are no longer begging in the streets and women with disabilities know their self-worth and organize others for social change. Thank you so much for being here with us, Silly. It's amazing to be able to talk to you. Uh, could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your growing years, your education, the work you've done, and basically your entire journey until what you do today? My name is Celine. Um, I'm, a Celine I'm a female Nigerian. I am a professional charity worker, and I am a woman activist. I advocate for the rights of the vulnerable groups, especially the women and persons with disabilities. My growing up years was rough because I wasn't born a child with disability, but I developed disability at the age of about two plus, two plus years, and I grew up with it. Growing up with disability challenging because I didn't have resources to go to school. I was um, segregated in society. I was rejected by schools when I, I made move to, to start going to school. I have um, no support. There was no mentor. There was no protection. There was no system. I made move to start school. It was all hell of trouble because I was rejected by the school. Initially, the, the school refused me admission saying I am a child with disability, not supposed to be in the school. But it was really tough because I cried, cried and cried and see how I can maneuver it, but it was not easy. But I have a supporting mom who, you know, kind of took it upon herself that I must be improved. Though she's an illiterate, but she insisted there must be a way forward for me. And she encouraged me, she looked for help, and she got help. And I started from there. So as of now, I have got my master's degree. I have my first degree. I have done diploma in development leadership and I am better off. And the, the, the challenges I passed through made me resolute to say that if I should overcome this, my challenges as my tender age, that when I grow up, God, I'm going to help people who are in similar situation but could not get assistance as I got help, rather, because I, I solely relied on the universe. I believe there's a force behind my life, and I believe that force for improvement and my way forward. So the force really helped me, and I know it is God. I call him God. He helped me to overcome those challenges, and I got um, help, financial help, to go to school, and I, I now resolve that. I will help people who do not have the opportunity, who do not have the voice as I had. That informed my, my line of a profession to assist people who are helpless 
especially those who are living with disabilities. Then that is the journey to, to lead, that led me to what I am doing today. You then went on to pursue a career that spanned across several areas of work with the common theme of disability. Can you take us through your experiences there? I started my working in 1996 as a charity worker. And then I worked with the Young Women Christian Association of Nigeria. I assisted so many people, young girls and women, persons with disabilities, get empowerment, get motivation. I was in the administrative session, but I was into project designing. I designed of projects to help them improve their life. And after that, I, I have zeal to go for more further education. I applied for master's degree. I got admission from the Bond University in Australia, and I was looking for a scholarship. I looked for a scholarship about two years before I got a scholarship that said I should not go to Australia, I should rather go to UK, because that is where they can have administrative office to administer my scholarship. So I had to look for another admission again in the United Kingdom, and I got admission at Middlesex University, and I, I, I went there for my master's. After my master's, or at the course of my master's, I got the opportunity of going for internship at the United Nations headquarters in New York. Oh, how God was wonderful in my life. I have I made it through um, source for fund and got fund and transport, transport myself to London, I mean, for United, to United States, New York for the internship. I served at the United Nations on third position for about three months, I came back to London and finished my course, from which I came back to Nigeria to continue with my job. From there, after my job, in that, I mean, in that position in, in the YWCA, when I came back, it was another challenge. People were discriminating against me. Discrimination was really too high. There was no promotion. There was no, no, no motivation. There was no encouragement. I was highly suppressed. Yet, I'll be the one to be doing all the job in the office, raising funds and money will be coming and other people will be enjoying it, you know, improve, improving their life. So I decided to leave the job after much frustration. I left that job and got another job. About one year after I got another job with yeah. the Committee for, for Defense of Human Rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was an opportunity for me to even know much about human rights issues. Because it was a group of lawyers that I worked with. So I now tailored my, my thinking into the in dimension of human rights to, you know, to, in, to, uh, to improve my work and my profession and my experience. So I was really highly exposed. I went for so many trainings on um, human rights. I knew about international instruments mm -hmm. and how I can do that in my work, in my advocacy work. I was highly exposed. And that was where I really, I got encouragement to form my Divine Foundation for Disabled Persons, through which I will now have access to reach to persons with disabilities directly and talk about their human rights and advocate fully for them. And then after that, I got um, admission again, I thought because I always want to improve myself while at work. I applied for um, a course in development leadership and I got admission at the Cody International Institute of St. Francis Xavier University in Canada. It was really rough again because I had to source for phone tickets and everything. 
at the end of the day, a good Samaritan a friend I met at World Boss, an American helped me. She helped me, bought my ticket, and I was able to make the calls. I was there in Canada for six months mm -hmm. where I did the diplomatic leadership. And after that, in 2014, I came back to Nigeria. So while I was even there, I got an opportunity of going for a, a, a national international assembly in, in Korea. In Korea, so I went from Canada to Korea, and there, the, the assembly was for World Council of Churches. I got there, and I met these Nigerians who knew me before, and said, "Please, can I come back and work with them in their office in Nigeria?" Okay, I agreed, and said, "Depends on when I finish my course." Mm -hmm. I finished my course. I came back to Nigeria. I joined them in 2014. That is where I am working now with the, with the Christian Council of Nigeria. I am here now developing programs for the, and projects for them and also have opportunity of working on issues about persons with disabilities. I am the coordinator of the Ecumenical Disability Advocates Network in Nigeria. And I have also my Divine Foundation for Persons with Disabilities. So you can see I have so many responsibilities. I work for people who are not disabled. I work for those who are disabled. In working with persons with disabilities, in, in the year 2017, I was awarded uh, by World Pulse Organization as a global impact leader. And the award came with some cash, cash, cash prizes. And with that cash, I was able to expand my reach to persons with, with different forms of disabilities in Nigeria. I was able to reach the spinal cord injured in their home. I was able to reach the deaf women in Nigeria. I was able to reach the blind women in Nigeria. I was able to reach to individuals who are helpless, individuals, the young persons who are disabled but don't have help. I was able to help them secure admission and help some. To, to, to pay their fees, I, I was able to cater for some. I was able to put them, uh, you know, in, 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 in places where they ought to be, where they have belonging to be, but they don't have um, money to go there. I was able to assist them financially to accomplish some, some little life goals and as a starting point to improve their life. I was able to reach out to advocacy, on advocacy campaigns. I was able to reach out to... To, to radio stations where I sensitize and mobilize Nigerians to always respect the integrity of persons with disabilities and to also to see them as a, a fellow human beings. I, I, I have reached out to some non-governmental organizations, organizations of persons on, on, on human rights issues to sensitize the members and to educate them, to encourage them and to motivate them to also please consider the defending the rights of persons with disabilities as they are also being marginalized in the society. I have reached out to government houses where I, uh, where I go to give um, talks, inspirational talks with uh, government officials and how they can work with persons with disabilities. And I, I, they also work with persons with disabilities in various communities. And I, I, I inspire the, the persons with disabilities with my personal story, with my personal life experience on how they can go ahead 
and live their normal life without begging on the street. Begging to have to live their normal life without relying on persons for help or financial assistance and be able to make it and be able to contribute to other persons' development. I have used my, my, my life experience, my life, to inspire and to motivate them that there is ability in disability, that we should not look down on ourselves because of disability and we should carry out our integrity and should, we should also uphold ourselves as persons who are capable of contributing to the development of the society. I have been able to reach out to a wider variety of persons with disabilities in various states where I go to give uh, talks, uh, trainings and sensitization issues about disability and how we can live our lives and survive. I have been able to do some uh, uh, research. I know that is my life. My, my, my next step is to do more research on disability issues and how the societies can know how they can manage the issue about disability. Because I realize that issues about disability is highly complex. One of the reasons why the persons with disabilities are not included in everyday affairs is that uh, the, the, the organizations do not know how to manage the, the, the complexity of handling of persons with disabilities. So I have been able to encourage and give some support and do research on what is called research for change. I have been able to do such research to be, bring out some basic issues, some salient issues that organizations have to know to be able to cope with uh, you know, having persons with disabilities among their communities. And as I'm talking now, my journal was just published, uh, sorry, my article, one of my articles was just published in a journal of the World Council of Churches, a journal that was specifically de devoted to inclusiveness of persons with disabilities in the activities of the churches. I have been able to um, give my own perspective based on my experience of work as a Clinical Disability Advocate Network member and as a member of, a, of a, a member of staff of a, a Christian movement and the ecumenical movement as and as person living with disability who has experienced some of the challenges, some of the discrimination, some of the segregation. And I also have an um, intention of um, doing more, more research into issues about disability. Uh, and it is my desire to go into an intensive research. So hence I started looking for admission where I can develop my skill on research issues and I'll focus more on disability issues. I have got admission somewhere in Australia for, a, for, a, for, that, for that program, but I, I, I still divide the admission because I am still constrained by funding. I'm still looking for funding to be able to accomplish my dream in that respect. That is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing your entire story, Sister Selena. I can imagine. No. It's, it's been uh, challenging in its own way. So um, I was wondering, can you tell me what you identify as the gaps in policy um, when it comes to government support for people with disabilities in Nigeria? Uh, do you identify particular successes or failures in the government's work so far? And uh, what do you think the government needs to be doing in this context? In my country, the government you know, signed the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities in 2006 when the convention was in, in, you know, came, on, came, came into being. And nothing was done to implement the, the policies in Nigeria. And before then, 
there was no policy in Nigeria to take care of persons with disabilities. But with these little efforts like of people like us, um, Lagos State have a disability bill passed around 2000 and 2000 or 2011 or 2012, thereabout. And the, the bill that passed was really not deep, it's really shallow. But fortunately for us, we are managing it like that. And some other states, like six states, have followed suit to pass some policies I know that touch on issues about disabilities. I mean, in our public vehicles, there is no access to persons with disabilities in terms of ramps, in terms of uh, you know language, and or etc. But then we we are still happy that with that we have something you know to to to, to work on to to hold on to. But um, um, fortunately for us, anyway, before, prior to the last election. Nigerian general election of 2019, the federal government, because of much pressure, I know how what, what politicians can do, what politicians can do when election is by the corner, they hurriedly passed this uh, disability bill. We call it uh, this, um, what they call it again. It was just passed in this year before the elections, and we are still flowing up, but then. I tell you the truth, the challenges we have here in Nigeria, they call it discrimination against persons with disability prohibition act. You know, the problem we have here in Nigeria is that when we go, we are going through, through this policy, what it is really there is issue of welfare, issue of welfare, which find its root in charity basis of conception of persons with disabilities. Here, persons with disabilities are seen as, as charity objects. It applies in every facet of society. It applies in where I am working, this um, religious community. It applies in society because they don't talk about disability issues as a human right issue. The only thing it is, uh, you know, doing favor to persons with disabilities, like not even giving them job, but at least they talk about giving them allowances and giving them welfare and this and that, which is not really different. Which is really different from what human right issue about disability is about. But then the other problem is that persons with disabilities in Nigeria, because of the way their orientation is and how they have seen themselves, they are happy that they are seen as charity objects. And it is only issue about welfare, they only know about disability. So we are trying to few of us who know some things about international regulations and international policy, always tell them that disability is not just about welfare, it's about our rights. This is about putting in place issues, facilities to meet up what our challenges are. It is issue about seeing us as part of system. It is issue of not being patronizing to us. It is issue of not being paternalistic. Let me do them a favor. Let me carry them along. It is issue of seeing us as co-partners in the system, co-citizens that will work for improvement of the society, people who should be dignified in their work, people who should be dignified when you are giving them treatment, people who should not be allowed to suffer, people who should not be allowed to crawl into the buses, people who should not be allowed to beg for living on the street, people who should not be allowed to be used as charity objects in the churches. These are the issues that are lacking in our policies here in Nigeria. That is why I say it is very, very shallow. That's so powerful and I especially agree with you when you say that people with disabilities should not be treated as charity objects. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that.
Can you tell us about some of the moments in your journey that you're incredibly proud about? Yes, I am. I am. I have mentioned it briefly, briefly about my my opportunity of being in at the United Nations for internship. It is a very rare opportunity that even um, so many people have not even got it till now. I know after I went there, so many people really wanted to be there. Though when I was there, the issue about CRPD, you know, it, it, the issue about disability is so complex in every part of the world. So, but the, the bill was already passed by the time I was there at the United Nations for internship. But they have not been able to, you know, get strategies in place to implement it and to follow it up. But it was an opportunity for me to really know the place where policies, international regulations emanate from. And as a person with disability, having such opportunity to be there, it is a plus for me. Then I can tell you the truth why here. The reason why I always travel abroad. Some people say, why don't you stay back? Why don't you stay back when you travel? You still come back to suffer in Nigeria. I love coming back to suffer in Nigeria because I make impact in Nigeria. As little as I am, whatever they think about me, I have anywhere I walk, people know that I have really worked in the place. I, that is why, that's what gives me joy in my work. I'm so happy with my work because I make a lot of impact in society. I do what even um, non-disabled persons cannot do. I introduce pro programs and projects and I run it efficiently and lives are touched and people are learning, people are happy, people are, you know, saying that she do it well. People know me for what I, I do. They don't know me as a person with disability, so, so to say. They know me as that very intelligent lady, that very resourceful person, that very disciplined person. So I am so happy and it is, you know, making me to be happy and I'm excelling in any, any work I go to, in anything I do, in my contribution, in, 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 in programs. And when, when there are issues, they always remember me to say, please, can you force a to find out? Can you add later to my help us? That's what makes me happy. And I do it, I have that experience every day, every day of my life. And I know that it is really what God wants me to do that I'm doing. So I'm happy about it, for the lives I've touched, those who have, I have helped to overcome challenges, those who have been in places because of my connections and what I made them to be. So I'm so happy about that. That's my excellence in my job. That is fantastic. And I must tell you, honestly, I have been one of the recipients of the excellence of the work you do because I'm constantly inspired by you, Celine. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you. So down to our last question. What do you see as the future of the work you're doing? Do you have any particular goals you want to attain in the future? Yes, I have so many goals I, am, I want to deal with in the future. But you know, as a, as a, you know, as a, a, a woman living with challenges, I don't have support so much. So most of the problems, I, I mean, most of the programs I, I really want to execute, I'm really being set back because of some support I don't have. But then I still keep pushing. I'm not, I'm not despondent. I'm not relaxed and I keep on pushing. And I know that I will make a lot before I, I leave this world. As of now, I, I told you I'm the, the coordinator of Ecumenical Disability Advocates Network, which is a global network of persons with disabilities who work with the churches in the whole world, through the World Council of Churches. So the, the, the latest issue I have now, I mean, the, the upcoming program I have now is that I have tried to um, design a program that will address social and I mean, sexual and reproductive health issues of women with disabilities. 
I made the proposal with them in, in Geneva and they approved it through a sponsor. And they said, October, I mean, September of this year, we are going to pilot the project in Nigeria. And I have uh, uh, recommended we use two states who are in the remote places of Nigeria where people are, women are really not, women, women disabilities are much disadvantaged more than those in the cities. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to September when that program will, will kick off. I appointed a two states of Imo and Abia State for the pilot program and if if it, if it works out i think it is working now because they have sent us information to say our, pro our project was approved so if it's working out by the grace of god we are going to have it as pilot project in nigeria and again uh, my organization which is divine foundation for disabled persons and focus more on persons with disabilities Thank you so much for all your brilliant answers, for all the work that you do, and for being such a powerful force of change. Um, I cannot thank you enough for all the work that you do, Celine. Thank you so much once again from the bottom of my heart. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on Feminifesto.